Sefer Bereshit, Parshat Toldot, on hatred and what to do with it. Parshat Toldot, meaning generations, tells of the second and third generations of the Abrahamic covenant. And at this point, the family has been around long enough to, like many families, become rife with conflict. The tensions between Isaac and Rebecca's children, Jacob and Esau, begin literally in utero. Quote, the children struggled in her womb. And their struggle is symbolic of the larger future animosity between Israel and Edom. Later, Jacob all but forces Esau to sell him his inheritance rights as the firstborn. Neighboring groups clash with Isaac over scarce resources, and Isaac and Rebekah become bitter that Esau marries two Hittite women. Lastly, in the most memorable, contentious part of this Torah portion, Rebekah has Jacob dress up as Esau to deceive an aging Yitzchak into giving him Esau's bracha, giving Esau's blessing. At this point, Esau has had enough, and we see one of the first instances of hate in the Bible. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, let the days of mourning for my father be at hand. Then will I kill my brother Jacob. The new JPS translation renders that Esau hated Jacob phrase as Esau harbored a grudge against Jacob. Friends, notice that the problem doesn't end at the hate of Esau experiences inside himself. In just this one verse, there is a direct connection between Esau hating Yaakov and Esau wanting to kill Yaakov. It's additionally disturbing that it's in his heart that Esau says he intends to kill his brother. All this talk of hate and hearts and grudges is evocative of a famous part of Leviticus, of Vayikro. It's easy to remember the Ken commandments, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But we tend to ignore the sentences attached to it just before. Lo tisna et achicha bilvadecha, hocheach tochiach et amitecha, velo tisa elav You shall not hate your neighbor in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor, but incur no guilt because of him. Lo tikom velo titor et bene amecha, viahafta lereacha kamocha ani adonai. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against your countrymen. Love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Just as in our Parsha, we're confronted with the link between hatred and violence. In Vayikra, 
were shown the similarity between hatred and grudge bearing as the antithesis to the all-important love your neighbor as yourself mitzvah. But what does any of this actually mean? Rashi, relying on Sifra Kadoshim and Tractate Yoma, defines the acts of taking vengeance and bearing a grudge as follows. Here's Rashi. If one says to another, lend me your sickle, and he replies, nope. And the next day, the latter says to the former, lend me your hatchet. And he retorts, nope, I'm not gonna lend it to you just as you refuse to lend me your sickle. This is vengeance. And what is bearing a grudge? If one says to another, lend me your hatchet, and he replies, nope. And on the next day, he says to him, lend me your sickle, and replies, here it is, I'm not like you, because you would not lend me. This is called bearing a grudge, because he retains enmity in his heart, although he does not actually avenge himself. As we explore here in innumerable circumstances, it is our actions that mean more than our intentions. But here the tradition says that doing the right thing is not enough. We must also remove the hatred from our hearts. In Parashat Toldot, we see a tangle of contempt. Perhaps Isaac and Rebekah toward Esau's wives. Perhaps from Rivka and Yaakov toward Esau for his rights as the firstborn perhaps by Esau towards Yaakov for twice taking what belonged to him. Commandments and ethical principles aside, it's not unreasonable that Esau was angry because he felt wronged. But the Jewish tradition makes a distinction between the vengeance taking, judge-bearing kind of hatred, and sinat chinam, or baseless. The Talmud teaches that the first temple, the Beit HaMikdash, was destroyed because of the three cardinal sins, idolatry, sexual immorality, and bloodshed. But the second temple, Beit Sheni, it says in Mesechet Yoma, in the Talmud tractate Yoma, was destroyed despite the people's observance of commandments and acts of kindness, because sinachinam, baseless hatred. Baseless hatred is then said to be equal to avodah to this idolatry, sexual sins, and murder combined. This is the supposed reason the Jews went into exile nearly 2,000 years ago. Friends, when we look to our contemporary culture, we can easily identify baseless hatred as prejudice against groups of individuals, racism, xenophobia, anti-Semitism, misogyny, homophobia, the list goes on. When categories of people are not safe because they are hated by the other, hatred moves from a morality issue to a justice issue. When societal trust gets shattered through hatred, the work of building a just world is drastically set back. Hate crimes in America have been on the rise in recent years and toward Jews in particular. Examining Tanakh 
for present day advice on how to treat the other isn't always immediately helpful. But the book of Devarim, the book of Deuteronomy does offer us a model for moving past hatred of outsiders. The descendants of Esau grow to become the enemy Edomites. And the Egyptians, of course, hold the Israelites as slaves. But in the final book of the Torah, we're commanded, you shall not abhor an Edomite, for he is your brother. You shall not abhor an Egyptian, because you were a stranger in his land. Friends, today, we ought to extend this duty to loving and accepting all who need our support. For example, those who might feel unwelcome in certain Jewish spaces due to their race, gender, sexuality, or socioeconomic status. More broadly, we should be making refugees, asylum seekers, immigrants, and the unsheltered population feel not just free from hatred, but appreciated. For non-baseless conflicts, telling people to simply get over their anger can be ineffective, if not offensive. We can find one strategy, though, by looking back at our Vayikra passage over there in Leviticus. You shall not hate your neighbor in your heart, rebuke your neighbor, but incur no guilt because of him. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against your countrymen. Love your neighbor as yourself. Friends, here we find that revenge, hatred, and love of neighbor are all grouped together. But there's also a fourth concept at play here. Tochacha, rebuke. Perhaps the Torah is saying, if we don't give feedback to people, we will come to hatred and ultimately to taking revenge, God forbid. We need healthy relationships because if we come to hate, we will come to harm. And because hate leads to this desire to kill, it is indeed a life or death matter and an obligation for us to resolve our hatred. We all have a responsibility to manage that emotion. Whether our best response involves forgiveness, feedback, work on our own hearts, or even acknowledgement that there are times when hatred is emotionally warranted, perhaps. We can hold the story of Rivka, Yitzchak, Yaakov, and Esau as a reminder of what happens when we don't properly manage our grudges. May we have the strength. May we have the emotional intelligence. Shabbat.